Done with frizz? Say goodbye to that poof. Repel humidity and tame those flyaways. One drop, frizz stops with John Frieda Frizzy Serum. Your hair talks and frizz never interrupts. John Frieda Frizzy Serum. One drop, frizz stops. Only from John Frieda. Want to make your blonde blonde? Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection by John Frieda lightens and brightens hair to full shades to give you your best blonde every day. Your hair talks. Make a statement with Sheer Blonde Go Blonder Collection. Only from John Frieda. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Thursday edition of Locked On Kings. I'm Jason Ross. Thank you for listening today, however you may be doing it, whether that's Stitcher, Audioboom, Google Play, uh, through Facebook, through Twitter, iTunes, all the different outlets out there. Thank you, and thank you for being a regular. I want to remind you about Friday's edition. It's my favorite day of the week on the show, at least with the questions that we get from you guys, and thank you so much. Uh, send those to me, your questions on Twitter. You can do it, Jason Ross 1140 at Jason Ross 1140 or on email. Longer versions there are usually really welcome, and we're getting some good stuff again this week. Jason.Ross at CBSRadio.com for our Friday mailbag. Uh, we will talk briefly about uh, the... Wednesday night NBA playoff game with Boston and Cleveland. Not much of a game. Also, we're going to get back into our player evaluations, and we got a new group of panelists that you'll hear for the next couple of days discussing the players and the season they had for the Sacramento Kings in 2016-2017. And then after that, after, I don't know, about eight to ten more shows, we're going to jump into the NBA lottery and the draft lottery and the future's thoughts on what we could see from the Sacramento Kings. We're going to do a lot of that coming up in the weeks to come. So, just kind of want to lay that all out there, but let's jump into what happened at least Tuesday night, excuse me, Wednesday night in the NBA playoffs. I won't spend a whole lot of time here, but just want to acknowledge that uh, LeBron and the Cavs continue to put on quite a show. They're 9 and 0 in the playoffs. They take game 1, they get home court advantage in the series. And 117-104 game wasn't really that close. Boston made a little bit run late third and into the fourth, but never really threatened to win the game. And they spent a lot of energy to get through Washington. LeBron when he's rested, he is not rusty, and that team looked great. So they uh, win, take a one nothing series lead. LeBron had 39-7. Kevin Love had 32-12. Tristan Thompson added 20-9. So an easy win for Boston, 117-104. NBA playoffs off today. Back at it Friday, back in Boston for Game 2. And then the West gets back in action with Game 3 on Saturday from San Antonio. But with all that said, let's jump into our player evaluation on the Sacramento Kings. And now we've moved on to Darren Collison. Barnes going to need some help in the backcourt here. Throws a bullet to midcourt to Collison. He races left. He goes right. He adjusts. He flips to beat the buzzer. He scores the basket. What a pure piece of artistic basketball that was from Darren Collison, who has a 16-point first half and makes it a three-point game as the teams head to their respective tunnels and locker rooms. Collison back quickly to Barnes. Looks left, goes right, dumps it down on the right wing. Collison fakes the three. Now he drives, he scoops, he scores. Nice take off the dribble that time by Darren Collison, who has 12 first-half points for Sacramento. Game tied at 45 apiece. Now in the final minute of the second quarter. Aaron Aflalo finds Rudy Gay, and now they clear out the entire right side. Rudy rolls left, spins right. Oh, he had the ball knocked away, but he grabs it, feeds it out. Uncovered is Collison for three, and he takes full advantage. 
strings the triple. Kings are 11 of 26 from downtown. Darren Collison with that three ball. And the Kings lead it now, 111-95 with a minute 45 to go. Westbrook with the lob inside to Adams. The ball deflected. Holly Stein at the right elbow from Barnes. Left-hand dribble. Gives it up to Collison. He'll launch for three in the left wing. Score the triple. Darren Collison. He's got 22. Collison season scoring high. 26 on two occasions against Denver and against the Indiana Pacers. 87-79. Tolliver now in a double team. They're trying to rip it away. The ball's deflected by Isaiah, grabbed by Collison. He drives. He goes to the rack. He scores the basket. He's got 26 to equal his season, scoring high. And the lead is back to 16, and we're inside three minutes to go. It's 102 to 86. Kings have been so good tonight, chasing the 50-50 balls. And here's what you really love. Kings fans coming to their feet with 40 seconds to go in the ballgame. Standing O for this young new face group of Kings. 113-98 they lead. Collison straight away for three. He's got the triple. 116-98. Collison, 15 points, 10 assists, four rebounds. I like Darren Collison a lot. I really do. I think he's a good King. I think he's had a great contract here, and his time is now up. And he's going to be a guy they have to make a a decision on. I believe the front office likes him. I believe he's a good teammate. I think he's a nice player. He's somewhere in that in-between land. Right now, it's such a great time for point guards, and he's certainly not one of the best point guards in the league, but he's good. And I've heard people mention this about Darren Collison, and you're going to hear from our panelists talk about him a little bit, that um, a lot of people think he would be a better backup point guard. That might be the case, but he still is a good starting point guard. Not the best, but a good one. And he's not the worst starting point guard in the league amongst the 30 teams. I think he's you know, maybe in that 18 to 28 range, 26 range, somewhere in there. But still, he's more than serviceable, had a great contract, and was good here for this team. And if we, if I kind of give my opinion before we hear from our panelists on Darren, you know, it was a little bit of a strange year in one sense that he started with that eight-game suspension, played 68 games overall. Basically, at the end, the only time he was missing was because the team was resting some of their veterans. So he, he was very reliable. His shooting numbers were really good. Shot the ball at 47.6% from the field, nearly 42% from three, and 86% from the line. Had four double-doubles, looked to share the ball, move the ball, close to a three-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio. He was the third-leading scorer on the team, if you count average, behind DeMarcus and Rudy. Now, Rudy didn't play a ton of games, but still behind those two at 13.2 points per game. That would be my only knock on Darren. I think early on, when DeMarcus and Rudy were there, I... I thought he was going to be the third leading scorer on the team. I thought it was important that he was the third leading scorer on the team. Just would have bumped it up a little. I know two points a game doesn't seem like much if he was at 15.2, but I think that number would have looked better for him, would have helped the team a little bit more. That would be about the main critique of Darren. I thought he had a good year, not a fantastic one, but not a bad year. Just good, solid all the way through. And to me, he's a guy that I think the Kings should look at re-signing if he so desires. And... They're going to have to pay him more, but hopefully it's not a crazy high contract. I love where the Kings are financially on their entire roster with contracts. They're going to get a couple of picks, assuming they keep him at 5 and 10 and 34. So salary-wise, they're in really good position. They do have some money to spend. I hope they spend it wisely and don't overspend on any contract that you cringe at in a year or two. So I think everything they've got in line right now is pretty good. And I think if they're interested in Collison, obviously he's going to get a bump in pay. But hopefully it, it fits in a reasonable reasonable target in a price point. 
All right, I mentioned, so we're going we're gonna to focus in a little bit more on Darren Collison and hear from our panelists today. And uh, my thanks again to Jason Jones, Jerry Reynolds, Katie Christensen, James Hamm. I use them for about the first half of the team. And now we're going to get to the, the another half, more veterans and a few young guys in this mix that you're going to hear from. But our new group of panelists, we're going to hear from Sean Cunningham from ABC 10 and has worked the Kings locker room for us on radio side for many years. Grant Napier, the television play-by-play voice of the Sacramento Kings. The G-Man, Gary Gerald, the radio voice, longtime radio voice of the Sacramento Kings, an ex-Kings player and current analyst as well. Doug Christie, they'll be our panelists over the next couple of podcasts evaluating the, the next group of Kings players on their 2016-2017 season. So with that said, we're going to start with Doug Christie on Darren Collison. And I asked Doug about Darren's 2016-2017 season. You know, Jason, I, I really like what I saw out of Darren Collison. I thought that he got off to a slow start. I would say an un-Darren-like start. Uh, Darren is an ultimate professional, uh, as steady as they possibly can be. You know what you're going to get from him on a night-to-night basis. I thought that once he got settled in after about 10 or 12 games, he was the Darren Collison that, that we have always grown to love. Um the the ability to lead the ball club I think is huge and uh, obviously knocking down the 17 to 18 foot jump shot uh, but I, I loved what I saw out of him and now uh, unfortunately or fortunately he will be a free agent yeah and, and kind of to follow up on that one do you think he wants to be a king and do you think the kings want him to be in Sacramento still with Collison uh, becoming a free agent, I, I think that all signs of what I'm hearing is that he wants to be a king, whether he continues to be or not. I think there are, uh, you know, a few things. Is he going to be willing, Jason, to have a young guy come in and play behind him and ultimately maybe take over? Will he be willing to school him and share minutes with him? And then what is that price tag going to be for him? And that is something that the Kings are going to have to decide and see if it all works out. But uh, I think that he is one of the fan favorites. People love him. You know that he gives his heart and soul out there on the court every night. Some good points from Doug. And I think also, you know, kind of the end there, we're talking about uh, his desire to come back to this team. And and it gets back to what will the Kings draft? Will they look to draft point guards that Darren can groom? Will they look to draft point guards that Darren can uh, start over or back up. I mean, there, there's a lot of different ways. Or will they, they, you know, the Kings in theory could draft the point guard at five and at ten and not elect to resign Lawson or Collison. I mean, there, there's a lot of moving parts here going forward. But Darren Collison's tenure as a Sacramento King, I think, was good, and he he provided what this team was needed or was needing. There, are, it's a good time for point guards if they can find that next dynamic, game-changing, franchise-changing point guard in the draft. That'd be awesome. But Darren Collison was uh, there to fill a need, and he did a very good job with that. All right, from Doug Christie, we go to the G-Man, the radio voice of the Sacramento Kings. And uh, what do you think, G-Man, of Darren Collison when I mention his name to you? I love his spirit. I love his heart. I I love the way he has such a great competitive nature. And I'm really curious as to what his future may be with the Kings organization, whether or not he, Darren, wants to be involved with the Kings on an ongoing basis or whether or not, you know, the organization, what they're going to do in the upcoming draft and what they're going to do in terms of free agents and so forth. So there's a lot of question marks, I think, around Darren Collison. I think he can contribute on an NBA level. 
and and be a solid contributor, whether or not he would be you know a starter on a contending type of a ball club, I I rather doubt, but uh, he's an intriguing case, and I you know I've enjoyed having him on the Kings roster, and I personally would would like to see him you know continue to have a role uh, with the Kings in the in the future. Yeah, Darren's just tough, a tough player. Reliable. That's what I mean. I mean, I think there's something to be said that you can pencil him in the lineup and expect numbers, production, smart play, physical play. I mean, I don't think of a lot of games where Darren Collison just didn't seem engaged. He seems ready to go and really quick. I mean, there's some good things about him and tries to defend, tries to lead. He's a good teammate. Makes some good plays, too. I think he's done some good things in his NBA career. Next up, we go to the television voice of the Sacramento Kings, and that is Grant Napier. And I asked Grant, what did he see from Darren Collison this season? I saw two different Darren Collisons, you know, one before the DeMarcus trade and then one after. And I thought that, um, you know, for missing the, the, you know, eight games, uh, I, I thought the Kings really missed him when he was out for his suspension. I thought he was one of the more consistent players on the team. Uh, but when I say... You know, two different types of players. I think that after uh, the the trade, he took a little while to, you know, find himself again. But I I love the way he played really for about the final, oh, 20 games of the season. You know, I thought he had a little bit of a rough go there for a few games after the trade. But uh, I thought he was one of the Kings, if not the most steady players on the team. Um, He was right there. Uh, So I I thought he had an outstanding year. I liked his leadership. I liked a lot of the things that he brought to the table. Just one follow-up on him. What's the likelihood we see him in a Kings uniform next season? I'd say it's 50-50. You know, at the end of the season, he was complimentary about coming back. I think that the trade was good for him. I think that he loved the young players. I think that, you know, he made a comment at the end of the season uh, and I'm paraphrasing here that this was, you know, uh, for, for a team that wasn't 500, this was by far the best bunch of guys he'd ever been around. So I, I took that as a real positive because he's a guy that's been on a lot of teams in a lot of different situations. And our final panelist of our final four today comes from ABC 10, Sean Cunningham, longtime sports reporter and uh, Kings reporter for us on the radio side. And uh, Sean shared his opinion on Darren Collison and his 2016-2017 season as a Sacramento King? Uh, Darren was, I mean, obviously he was coming into the season with a lot on his mind. He had the suspension early on, and uh, and yet another point guard trying to take his role. And I think a lot of things got into Darren's head with the addition of Ty Lawson there. Um, and, and really, uh, it seems like every single offseason, there's the, we need to upgrade the point guard, we have to upgrade the point guard. Uh, maybe there's a feeling that Darren Collison is better as a reserve, but as a starter, he's been pretty good. But this season under Jaeger, I thought was an adjustment overall. Um, clearly, right in those first few months, it seemed like he really had a, a, a tough time getting going, I felt. And once things kind of got going and gotten farther away from the suspension and, and some of the off the court stuff that kind of clouded his off season, um, he started to find that groove a little bit more. And I think Jaeger's system was an adjustment. You get about 40 games in, and I know that's a ton of NBA games, but right at about the halfway point for him is where I thought things really started clicking a little bit. And for him, I mean, (laughs) he's a guy that that I think everybody wants to see score and he's capable of scoring. And, you know, it was below, it was a little bit above his career average, but it was certainly about almost a full point below the the year before and and you know I I think I think him and I expected him and Ty Lawson to play a lot more together than that than they did 
Um, but I think by the end of it, uh, when after the Cousins trade and Buddy Heald comes in, I thought that helped uh, Darren Collison out in a major way. Do you think it bothers him that a lot of people say what you brought up early, that you know, he's probably better as a backup? I don't know that he's, he's not one of the best starting point guards. He's probably one of the better reserve point guards. If he was your backup point guard, you're in a great position. But with that said, Sean, he's got a chance to re-sign in Sacramento and probably start. So I don't know. Do you think that bothers him that people kind of throw that out about him, about Collison probably being a better backup? I think it does. And actually, I think it should. I know it's kind of crazy because you, as a player, you want all these guys to to block out the noise. But it, I, I'll say this. I almost feel like an apologist for the guy because it bothers me. Um, Darren Collison is usually in the top 30 point guards in the NBA and there's 30 point guards who start on NBA teams. So if you're in that top 30, that pretty much makes you a starter in my book. And I know you can get a little bit, you know, oh, this guy's more of a combo guard. This guy might be more of a, a two guard. And like I said, Darren Collison is a perimeter threat. Um, and, and I think people wanted to see him score more than he did, but at the same time, uh, after dealing with some of those struggles, I think, yeah, he was in his head a lot and he'll be the first to tell you Jaeger's system was not something that was kind to him early on. Uh, and, and somebody like Ty Lawson who, who came in and, you know, he's playing for his livelihood. Um, yeah, I think it does bother Collison a, a, a little bit and he just has to let some of that go. And it seems like he's always having to prove and, and beat out the other guy. Um, and, 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 you know, but I think that's, I think that's healthy, but I, I, you know, I also think that, yeah, I think it does kind of bother him and he carries that chip on his shoulder every, everywhere he goes really. And, and I think luckily he's finished the season strong. I think that really, um, did a lot for fans who think that Darren Collison could be a part of the Kings future going forward. And for him, I, th- I know he wants to stay in Sacramento. Uh, I think he looks at the point guard position as his own. He, he, he's bounced around. He's been a journeyman a little bit throughout his career, but I think he thinks he found a home here in Sacramento, but if it doesn't work here, um, certainly uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to vie for his services. That's for sure. And again, some interesting takes from all four of the guys on Darren Collison decision for him. I think there will be a market though for Darren, not only here, but he will be a guy that will be coveted. I mean, I think some teams, some elite teams may look for him to be a backup. But now that Darren started the last couple of years, I still think he believes he could be a starter and he should believe that. So he's in an interesting spot free agency wise where I think there will be a lot of people interested in him. I think a better team may offer him less money to be a backup. And that could be a desirable spot to try to be in a playoff situation or make a deep playoff run. A team like the Kings could offer him pretty good money or even a non-playoff team looking for him to be a point guard for the next couple of years. So Darren Collison, I think, is in a good spot in his career where the the payroll has gone up. He signed a team-friendly deal, but now it's his time to get paid. And I'm anxious to see where his price point will end uh, in July when we get to that free agency point. So again, my thanks to Doug Christie, the G-Man Gary Gerald, Grant Napier, Sean Cunningham, all for joining us today on Locked on Kings. You're going to hear from them more as we continue our player evaluations from the 2016-2017 season. And another reminder about our Friday mailbag, jason.ross at cbsradio.com. Send me your questions there or send me some feedback as well on Twitter at jasonross1140. Thank you so much for listening. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of Locked on Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.